Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is your host with the most flows on the Never Play Yourself Experience, Season 2, Episode 1. Uh, Dylan Hurtado, you can call me what you want. You can call me uh, anytime. Uh, yeah, just getting straight into it. How's everybody doing? That song that you just heard was The Reaper or Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue, o- Blue Oyster Cult. Sorry, I had an aneurysm right there. Um, of course, joking, but it's nice to hear from everybody again, even though I don't hear from you at all. Um, you know, it's been a very tough few days, few weeks. You know, life is tough. And for everybody out there, you know, I just got to say, first and foremost, before everything, you are enough. You've always been enough and you will continue to be more than enough. And that is Maya right next to me, my cat. And somebody just texted me, yo, what is going on? These people are photo flash, whatever it is, bombing me. Okay, Maya. So anyway, this girl, she always wants attention whenever I speak. I, you know, I guess it's normal. I really like her, though. She's a nice little cat. Doesn't shed as much, you know, very quiet. She's currently trying to get on my legs. Okay, I'll pet you. So uh, we're just going to keep going with the flow, like how only we know. And um, I actually put up a couple polls on Instagram about what we do or what I wanted to do, what I wanted to speak about, what people were interested in. And uh, the general consensus was that people wanted to hear about my university stories. They wanted to hear about what I do, who I am. They just wanted to know a little bit more about me. And with this season two, if you haven't heard already, I mean, season one is a little bit of an experiment, but I kind of want to have more positivity into this um, podcast and just kind of not get a following, but have people who just know, hey, if I want to hear positivity, I'll just go check out this podcast. If I want to laugh a little bit, I'll check out this podcast. I'm not trying to keep you guys, you know, here with something uninteresting. And I'm sorry if my voice is annoying. I actually have coronavirus currently right now. So shocker. But um, I'm alive through the will of God and my friends, my wonderful friends and family. Uh, shout out to Dami Lola. I don't know. I definitely said her name wrong because I don't know. I'm so sorry. But anyway, um, Michelle also, both Michelles. Um, very nice calling me. Abdullah, you know, very nice calling me. Ali as well. Very helpful and very, you know, very unique characters there. Definitely people who are in the positivity realm. And um, I consider very close to my heart. So thank you. And um, yeah, I didn't really want to have a preconceived idea when going into this um, this podcast. But I did want to talk about a few things. Uh, first and foremost, I guess, you know, everybody said they wanted to hear about my Splish Splash encounter. And okay, this is the story about like, how my family and i almost got banned from splish splash if you don't know what splish splash is it's um this place on long island i think it's in riverhead and it's like it's like okay maya i don't know if you could hear her but she's she is just crazy you really want the spotlight shawty like what is you doing right now all right all right yeah peace out shawty what you need why are you trying to come back in Yo, decide, my my lover. What's good? All right. 
All right. Anyway. Yeah, I don't get it. Anyway, so Splish Splash is this place where, um, you know, it's, it's a water park. It's a place, um, magical, magical place, right? Quite scrumptious, if I do say so myself. All right, Maya, you're not coming in. I'm recording. Okay, so Splish Splash, you know, it's this great place. And there used to be this ride there called the Mammoth River. Or it's still there, so for those people who do want to go. And if you know the Mammoth River, then you know it's elite. It's an elite place. It's like the biggest, it's the ride with like the most people available to go on at the same time. So my cousins and I, we would always go on that bitch. We would always, always, always like skip the line, whatever it was, try and get together, you know, uh, that and um, Alien Invasion, which was crazy. (laughs) Oh, by the way, on Alien Invasion, my the peak of my existence when, is when I see us hurtling down in some darkness and I hear my sister going, <laughs> and then we go down, flying back up like Superman, hitting the waters. It seems like we're about to, you know, fall out of the thing. And I see tears coming down her face. That's joy for me, low key, because it's like, wow, like, this is a rush. Like, I'm here. I'm alive. I'm with it. And um, I don't know. My sister's pain is not funny, but it's just um, it was hilarious. It's a ride. Like, chill out. And um, but yeah, back to Mammoth River. So this ride was incredible because, like I said, you could have up to eight people or six people, I believe. And so uh, my cousins and I. So it was me, my brother, Aaron, um, Vinny, Freddie, um, Angelo and Derek. (laughs) So. on the ride, you know, normally we all like we kind of came to this consensus that um, we needed to stand up on the ride for whatever because they they took your picture. And so we wanted to kind of like be there surfing and some of us jumping and catch the camera. That was our whole thing. We would do that every year to try and catch it. But we'd always, always, always fall right before we took the picture because there was this bump that made you fall. And so we never got it throughout all these years until one day, you know, we started getting older and then we're like, yo, let's go to Mammoth fucking River. And I'm like, all right, we go, we wait the line. You know, we're one of the last people there. We tried two, three times. We don't get it. Finally, on this last time we go and, uh, so we, everything starts going good. You know, we start grabbing onto each other paws and, um, you know, we try to stand up and then the bump comes one bump. There's like four or five bumps that, that are there. So the first bump comes. We know we're good. All that. The second one comes good. And you're like, we're making it. We're making it. <sighs> yeah. You know, all that. We're cheering, whatever. And um, so the third bump comes and that's when we all try to get up. But I don't know what happened at that point. I don't know if like Jesus took the wheel or something, but I thought we were fine. I was there, I grabbed onto my, to, to the side of the, of the floaty, and I was like, ah, whatever, like, it was very turbulent, is the word, that's a vocab word of the day, turbulent, T-U-R-B-L, turbu, T-U-R-B-U-L-A-N-T, just let me know if that's correct, just turbulent, all right, so, um, basically, after that, um, the third bump, I'm, I'm like, whoa, like, why are we lighter? 
I turn around. Like This is like going in three seconds, by the way. I turn around. I see my cousin. He's outside of the floaty, like de- like trying to come back. We're, we're sliding down. At this point, we're like, oh, my God, this guy's dead. This guy's dead. He's, he's out, whatever. And he's like, save me, whatever. He grabbed onto the thing. You know, we start pulling him in. Then another bump comes. I fall out. My other cousin, Vinny, almost falls out. We try to get in, whatever. We catch the picture with all of us almost falling out. With my cousin outside of the floaty, me outside trying to grab him in, you know, stuff like that. And we thought we're getting to the fourth, fifth bump at this point. You know, we're trying to get back. We're trying not to die. You know, at this point, we were, we're trying to, like, um, make sure that the thing doesn't, like, fall over or go over the slide or, or whatever the case may be. Finally, we get to the fifth bump and then my cousin gets bumped back in. I get, you know, I go back in, whatever, and we make it to the end. We think, we're laughing at this point. We're like, yeah, like, we survived death at a water park. Like, it's all right. But the craziest part was, as we're going by, and they're like, yo, like, and some girl calls us, yo, 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 yo. And, you know, I thought it was a shoddy something. Yo, shoddy was good. And then she worked there. And she's like, oh, da-da-da, is this your... Is this your number? I was like, yo, Shadi, why are you asking for my number? Like, back up. I'm only, what, I was like 14 at the time? Chill, I don't live in Riverhead. So, this girl, she's like, nah, 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 like the wristband, da-da-da. Like, all right. So, and then um, she shows us, she's like, is this you guys? And the picture that was caught was me falling out. My cousin out there, like, with his hand behind his back, his legs, and, like, he, like he, he looked injured. My other cousin trying to grab him back in. My cousin's trying to stand up. And it looked like chaos. And they were like, is this you guys? I was like, nah, it's probably the other, like, eight sexy Spanish people. Like, I don't know. It's, it might be us. Like, and then she's like, oh, da-da-da, you know, you can't do that. Like, um, you know, we're going to have to take away your wristband, stuff like that. Um, you know, this is, uh, we're, we're going to have to like, uh, take a picture of you and keep it here. Just, you know, you're not allowed to ride on that ride for now. Like what? And we weren't even allowed to get the picture. So the whole thing was ruined. We weren't even allowed to like, you know, uh, go back on the ride. And they were like, yeah, if it happens again, we're going to have to take your pictures and hang it up and make sure that you cannot go on rides. And I'm like, this shorty is wilding just because I didn't give her my number. But nah. In all reality, I mean, it was the most incredible. It was, like, so funny because that was probably one of the last times my cousins and I, you know, we went to Splish Bash together like that. And we really enjoyed it and whatever, which I found amazing. And um, it kind of, I was going to talk about something else, too. But that is an amazing story. So for those who wanted to hear it, there it is. Nothing too crazy, you know. We ended up going, but the funniest part was that as we're walking out of Splish Splash, I turn to my left where the pictures are, and we see our picture. And then, you know, after the end of the day where the shark music comes on, the Jaws music, and we see our picture, but we can't get it because they took our wristband away. So we could never take the picture of us where it was like a hilarious picture too. It was like one of those TV show pictures where it's like the, the like, before, after. It, it was hilarious. But regardless, that was a story of Splish Splash, which I found amazing. And um, I kind of want to slow it down a little bit because I'm sorry I have Corona. can't really 
speak as fast as I'd like or with as much oomph. So um, I kind of want to give a, a little book suggestion. Uh, you Are a Badass, great book to read. And um, The Four Agreements, incredible book. If you or yourself, you know, you're looking for like, what's the next step of me? Like, how do I love myself more? How do I appreciate myself more? How do I like connect without it being too religious or making it seem like it's something that it's not? Like, I just want to be better. And those books, incredible. So You Are a Badass and The Four Agreements. But moving on, um, I want to talk about a story that was very calm. And I just want to quickly say it, quickly preface it by saying, I in no way condone anything that I say. And I no way condone the hood rat shit that I do. <laughs> uh, or um, this might not even be me. You don't even know who I am. This is just a recording, by the way. And um, so I cannot be trite. I cannot be tracked or traced. I'm sorry. So I know that there's a lot of people probably listening. There, there was a lot of people listening before um, thank you so much, by the way, for the support. So uh, I just kind of want to slow it down a little bit and talk about like camping. Because I used to go to this place called, or I still go sometimes, uh, Bear Mountain. And it's an incredible camping spot just because it's a chill vibe. And I just really wanted, I remembered when I was talking about the other story about my cousin Vinny. And um, it was incredible that uh, one day, you know, me and him, you know, we, we, we were cool. We're, we're still very cool. I love him to death and um, definitely do anything for him. But um, I remember this one time, like, you know, me and him, we would go uh, scythe at his house, stuff like that. We would go hang out get get drinks, uh, go to eat, you know, talk. And it was a great bonding experience for us. And I really appreciate him for that. And then there was this time where we just kind of stopped because stuff got hectic for me and... Um, you know, it was kind of like a, it was a point in time, you know, where you just kind of just often doing your own thing. And I got to reconnect by going back to camping. And I found it really nice that at the end of the night, um, you know, as I'm chilling with him, he's like, wait, he brings out two blunts. And I'm telling you, like, the magic that I felt from that, like, for, I, I used to siphon him up, whatever it is, he used to siphon me up a little bit, but like, my family had just went to bed. My grandma had just finished stalking us. And it was, a, it was a time where, you know, it was very warm outside. The campfire was lit just right. Let me paint the scene for you. The only way I know, all right? So I was definitely in the vibe, to say the least. Uh, it was dark. You know, you couldn't see five feet in front of you. And it was just us, the fire, and the stars. And then he whips out two blunts. And you know my body. I took them motherfuckers and smoked them to the bone. But, uh, yeah, it was wonderful because we got to talk. We got to experience. We got to reminisce a little bit. We got just, And we got to just enjoy the moment, you know. Uh, and it was kind of uh, rebellious that, you know, my family was there. And we were kind of smoking behind their back. And it was... It was just a good bonding experience, and I just thought I'd say that since it just came to my head as I was telling the uh, the Splish Blash Mammoth River story. And, um, yeah, 
also in Splish Splash, me and my brother went up to the um, this big, big, big slide. It's like um, cliff dive or something like that. As we're going up, I'm excited, right? You know, it's like 30, 40, 50 feet high, whatever it is. And I hear some sniffling and I'm like, what? I turn around, my brother's crying <laughs> because it's the tallest ride there. He's like, he he feels it shaking. And I'm like, yo, Ari, chill out. Like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. You'll get to the bottom one way or another. And this guy starts bawling, crying, whatever it is. But it ended up being nice. You know, he got over his fear. He went down. He's a tough cookie. But um, moving on, I also did want to talk about, I know that it lost in the votes, but I wanted to talk about the chicken nugget uh, story. And this also has to do with all of my cousins. So shout out my cousins. Shout out, I don't even, wait, was Nick there? Shout out Matt. Shout out Freddie. Shout out Nick. Shout out Vinny. Shout out Aaron. Shout out, I was Derek there? Shout out Derek, shout out Angelo. I don't know if Nico or Derek were there, but I do know everybody else was. I can go back and look at the videos and I'm most definitely gonna post it on my Instagram. So look at dhurtado2 underscores at the end for uh, Instagram updates about that video. It is legendary. We did the 420 chicken nugget challenge. Let me repeat that for you. 420 chicken nuggets. Till this motherfucking day, I still think my cousin Freddie cheated. And this guy's a Marine. So you know he's about that honor. You know he's about that money. You know he's about that chicken. So like, he cheated. He definitely stuffed those motherfuckers down his arm or threw them out or like just threw them all in his mouth. Like, so this is how it happened. Let me paint the scene. Let me paint this picture like only Mona Lisa can look like. Because Mona Lisa didn't paint it. She is the painting. So I don't know who the guy who painted it, by the way. So I kind of... I kind of forgot. So, um, you know, it was in Oceanside. The, you, know, you know that iconic Long Island Oceanside uh, McDonald's that everybody went to? Uh, yeah, we went to that one. And um, so it started off, you know, I, me and my cousin uh, Matt had the idea to do it. Uh, so shout out Matt for that. <laughs> We're still probably going to do it again. But this time it might be 800 chicken nuggets. So watch out for that. But um, basically what had happened was that we got all the boys together and we're like, yo, we're just going to do this chicken nugget challenge. And, you know, when we ordered the chicken nuggets, the guy was like apprehensive a little bit. He saw us, but we were dead serious. And as we're going, they start delivering it to us. I start recording all of us, you know, we're getting in the mood and I, I start I start eating, you know, three, two, one. We line them all up there and we start chugging. We start eating consuming the daylights out of those chicken nuggets until um all goes well you know we kind of split it up 40 for each type of thing with like a few left over to see who finishes first and stuff technically freddie finished first i don't know if me and my brother finished second but freddie cheated so he does not count as first so it was either me and my brother uh matthew was last <laughs> which is mad funny because he almost threw up all over the table almost disqualified himself if you threw up you were disqualified and um it was it was funny because you know all of us you were a little chunky boys except for angelo at that he was still chicken little and um if you don't know we call angelo uh or pookie chicken little because he looked like chicken little back from the old movie you know the sky is falling all that good jazz and um, 
So we get to the chicken nuggets. I'm eating them. I'm demolishing these motherfuckers. Like, I thought I was born for this. And so I get to the point where I'm like 30 down. And, you know, we have a timer, whatever it is. And I'm feeling good. But I don't know. I don't know where death just smacks me on the face. And I collapse on the back. And I'm just there like, like, trying to comprehend what the fuck I got myself into. And I see my brother still going at it. I don't know what's good with him. By the way, we still ordered fries on the side. Bev's. So you know that motherfucker filled me up. And um, it was funny because, like, while I was, like, I was ahead. I was ahead. I was first place at that point. But then I stopped because my stomach started hurting. I started, you know, it started getting to me. And I see my brother. He's still chugging. He's like, a, he's, he's like Thomas the Train out here. Pause. And um, so... Yeah, we ultimately nothing crazy. Nobody threw up. Um, Nico almost threw up. Matt almost threw up. It took Matt like an hour to finish the rest of whatever he had. But we ended up clearing the 420 nugget chicken, chicken nugget challenge. And um, it was incredible. Definitely a great experience. And we were going to do it again. But um, at that point, you know. It was just one of those experiences that you do with your cousins that it was it was just an amazing time. And uh, I just thought I'd say because definitely whoever wants to do it because of this tag me or like let me know that you're doing it so I can check in on your story because it is a great bonding experience. It's something that I never thought I'd do, but I never thought I want to do again. And um, I definitely had a great time with my cousins, especially when I see um, I forgot what Matt said, but he he like made a hand sign and smacked it on the table when he finished like the chicken nugget master or something like that and um it was like some theme that it was like a trend on instagram that people were doing that so when we did it we did it you know people normally did 200 we did 420 and we ate fries we had uh free ice cream because we finished it the guy was mad nice the the person ringing us up was very very nice and he gave us free ice cream but as well as you know I shit my motherfucking brains out, motherfucker. After that. After that. My. I practically ripped in two when I was parting the Red Sea. Mind my French. Um, It was incredible. I've never seen that much come out of me. And um, definitely an experience. Sorry for everybody who's uh, a little bit queasy. You probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. But. Amazing experience, and uh, definitely 10 out of 10 would recommend with, to do with your best friend, unless his name is Glenn, in which you should probably call, I have nothing else that rhymes with Glenn, but yeah, I, uh, I really enjoy those experiences, especially spending time with my cousins, and um, it was a great story, it was a great story, it was a great time, and Definitely want to do it again when I go back home. You know, having uh, Corona really makes you think about moments like that, too. And it makes me feel like, damn, I want to spend more time with those people. I want to, like, just do good, you know, spread the word of God. And it makes me feel very good about myself. Because, like, I was always kind of that guy who was like, yeah, I would love to do that. But I also, you know, have my selfish tendencies, you know, and I still do. But it's just like more I feel more of that want and desire to to ensure that I'm a positive figure just so other people can be like yeah that guy you know he's definitely 
trying to do the right thing. And I love that because I would love for people to keep doing the right thing. And, you know, everybody messes up. Everybody has their, you know, little selfish endeavors. But, you know, try not to get caught. <laughs> but um, I also want to talk about one more story. Um, and this is the one of the most legendary stories of all time in Albany history. I'm sorry if you weren't there. You had to be there. If you were there, you never forgot the night. It was Pero Dime. So, Pero Dime, you know, I don't got to go too into it, but it's a basic story that goes that our chapter size was around four to six people at that point. Because, you know, people left, people kept coming in, whatever it was. And we were like, yo, we had to do this community cert. We had to do this event where the president at the time, Christopher Prashad, um, shout out LB, he needed us to go to a community service event. But my big, or my man's, uh, Los, Lord Los, I'm not, I'm not going to drop his gov, but if you, need, if you know him, you know him. But stuff like that, like, you know, we started, we started, getting, we started getting it popping. And mind you, this party started at like 12, like 10 a.m., like that type of vibe. And everybody was getting saucy. It was a pain party. It was a, it was a, it was a, a traffic light party. It was everything rolled up together in one backyard party outside. You know, the cops came. The cops started dancing with us, getting sturdy on some shuddies. Like, it was lit. It was enough handy to kill two cows, three horses, and two mothers. Like, it was that crazy, boy. Every, like, it was enough bud there to put Snoop Dogg to sleep, wake Wiz Khalifa up, to wake Snoop Dogg up for them both to get knocked out from the bud. It was like, so much of everything there. The people were great. People were filtering in and out. You know, whoever was there in the morning wasn't there in the evening, who wasn't there at night. People just kept coming back, coming back, coming back. And of course, I got sturdy. You know, I'm Mr. Sturdy Birdie. I'm, I'm out there. You know me. You know my body. So, um, you know, it was just an incredible night. I'm not going to go into the, I'm not going to wrap myself out about what happened. You know, just got to keep that hush hush. But if you know about Pero Dime, then you know that night was legendary. And the only issue that I had with that night was the fact that Chris calls me when I'm blasted. Like, I'm chopped. I'm, I'm a Herbert at that point. I'm 100% roast beef dunzo. And for those of you who don't know any of those terms, it's like, I'm just chopped at that point. And... Uh, Chris calls me. He's like, yo, bro, where are you? Da, da, da. Like, this is very important. Community service. You guys, do, you guys don't tell me that you're at the party, whatever. And it's Los's party. And he collabed with a couple ors. Honestly, best night. If you haven't, those who know about that night know it was an incredible night. But um, basically, I had, to, I had to make a decision at that point. And I was like, yo, do I listen to my mans or do I listen to the Henny calling? Like... I can hear the perkies calling, like that type of like I I don't pop perks, but it was a it was a joke. But um, you know I heard the henny calling, the shorties was there, you know the sun was going down, so demon time. This was before demon time, by the way. But <laughs> it was, I ended up making the decision to rock out with my big. He told me he's like yo like. Fuck that shit. Like, yo, forget it. Like, we here. We're getting active. Like, I need you. I need reinforcements. And, you know, I spent the whole day there. Missed the community service. Um, but it was kind of a blessing in disguise because 
that is where we got most of our like future members from. That is where we got a lot of our connections from. That is where we got a lot of like talk from. And a lot of times, like a lot of people, you know, just basically vibe with us because they knew like, yo, we were just chilling. You know, a lot of us, we just wanted to get lit, have fun, be together, you know, just basically enjoy college for what it was. And everybody was invited. There was no beef. You left the beef at the door. Even when the cops came, like I said, they were getting sturdy, sturdy, sturdy. And they were they were taking a bit of Henny and they brought it out with them. I'm t- they were about to shut it down, but <laughs> like they couldn't. They saw the vibe like they knew it was the vibe. And um, so they didn't shut it down. The party went on without a hitch from 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. So that like literally nonstop. Literally, I had to. I knocked out, woke up, like came back, started getting sturdy, knocked out, got too drunk, sobered up, got drunk again, got started. Like it was amazing. And uh, at the end of the night, you know, I had to go around 2 a.m. because I had a I had a final, I believe, the next morning, which, by the way, I ended up acing the class. So thank you. But like I said, it was such a trade off because the fact of the matter was that either I could have gone with Chris, you know, went back, been drunk and been at the community service, which honestly, I do get his frustration because when I was pressed, like, I understand I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. And it was definitely important. But the org, the the event itself was so incredible. We got so many more like people interested to join. You know, we got a lot more connections. We started getting um, interconnected with everybody, just, you know, basically vibing with everybody. And it was incredible. And uh, I don't know. I just love that story because, um, you know, you will never I, I don't know. Life is unexpected. And, you know, I definitely had my fun and I really enjoy that moment because it was like everybody had a good time except for that one guy. <laughs> except for that one guy. If you know, you know, except for that, like except for like a couple guys who didn't really know us, who had beef with us. But like. I'll fuck them. Like, it's all right. Um, we're recovered now. But I I just love... I can't get into too deep about that story. But if you want, come up to me when you see me. I'll tell you about that story. It's definitely a great story. And um, <laughs> it, there's a lot more to it. But I just want you to know, Pero Dime, legendary. Henny All Night, legendary. Like, everything legendary. Like, I don't know. I can't even associate, you know, the orgs, but you know, you know what it is. You know the vibe. You know the type of timing. And so, um, oh, damn, 31 minutes. Oh, guys, I'm so sorry. I, I said I wasn't going to have this more than 35. I wasn't going to have this more than 30, but I guess I got to wrap it up. Um, I was going to tell you another story, but that's, I guess, for episode two. Well, uh, thank you for everybody for checking out the podcast again season two i definitely want to get some guests out there i know a lot of you are asking i know people want to be on the podcast and i'll get you in i'll get you in in due time i just wanted to get my bearings together i wanted to see if i could talk for an extended period of time of course if you know me i can and uh i really wanted to give people a taste some what pause about um the vibe you know the podcast itself and i don't want to get too crazy if you want to hear some crazy stuff go to season one But, uh, yeah, love you guys. Stay positive. God bless you all. Uh, You guys are all blessings in my life, even if you don't know it. Like I said, you are more than enough. 
God is with you. I'm with you. I'm praying for all of you. And uh, you guys are awesome. Thank you for checking out my podcast. And uh, again, this is Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. So here we go. Let's ride this into the night. Pause. Oh.